Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Flea Flicker. I'm your host, John Murray. And uh, yes, I did say good afternoon. It's different. Uh, I have a couple days off this week. I have yesterday and today off, and then I have to go back to work for a stretch of a stretch of a one full week. So I'm getting in as much as I can as I can. You know, football. Here we are in preseason mode. Uh, camps going strong. Uh, people are continuing trying to contend for you know starting positions and rosters are being set. I know this Thursday, I believe I might be in NFL Network. I have to, you know, double check, double check. But if you need to check the local listings, as they always say, um, you have the Giants, New York Giants versus New England Patriots. That will be on this Thursday. Unfortunately, I will not get a chance to see this. I will be at work. So I will not get a chance to catch one of these games, at least this game. After that, it will be more, there'll be more games falling, falling behind that. But, as it is, I'm a big fan. I love to see preseason football because you like to see hopefully the next the next big thing, so to speak, or maybe there's a young man that will just reach out, reach out to you and say, "Hey, that guy looks pretty good." What a nice catch by that uh that un you know, un you know, unheard unheard player that uh free agent that uh, just got signed in camp. I mean, it's it's interesting. It's interesting to see these guys, and of course, being a fantasy football fan myself, I'm always looking at you. Always got to look at talent. Because you don't want somebody to one up you, so to speak. You always want to be prepared, and for me, that's the biggest thing for me is always be prepared. Always look ahead, and that's that's the biggest thing with me. And uh, it's always been in the back of my mind. In the words of Patrick Swayze, if you guys ever ever chance to watch Roadhouse, Patrick Swayze always said one thing: he said, "Never underestimate your opponent." Always expect the unexpected. And when I play fantasy football, that's how I've always approached it. Always expect the unexpected. When you draft, trust me, you get players, you get players that you wouldn't have drafted as high that other players do. That's the one thing I love about playing, whether it's NFL.com, Yahoo, or ESPN. Always fascinated that, you know, some players will rank other players higher than you would. I mean, I've, I've always been a philosophy is to work up on the running backs as much as possible. You'd be surprised one guy may take Patrick Mahomes with his first overall pick. Whereas I might go, let's say, Derrick Henry or something like that. Because I'm always relying on the running game. That's the most important thing. Some people, you know, some people bulk up on receivers. Some bulk up on quarterbacks. I mean, some will bulk up maybe on quarterbacks. You never know. There could be a few bulk up on running backs. But that's why I like watching preseason, preseason football. It's, it's always fascinating to me. To look at the next big next best prospect. Now, for those who are joining me for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so, and I uh, hope you continue to continue to come on back. Like I said, about your family, your friends, your loved ones. Uh, as we as you know, as it says season football season is uh, upon us. You can smell the the grass. Um, certainly, it's. It's that time of year. Uh, we're still, it's still summer. We're, we're in August, and uh, before you know it, fall will be here. It's hard to believe we're in the eighth month of 2022. Before you know it, this year will be over with. And I know people have hired cravings. Well, John, don't mention the word, the C word. That word will be Christmas because you never know when that will be <laughs> that will be around. So if you got any, um, I guess if you got any uh, men out there listening to the podcast or women, have kids, I'm sure I'm getting cursed at. Don't mention, don't mention the C word. Don't mention it. 
unfortunately, before you know it, it will be here. And me, I having two kids myself, I have both of my kids have birthdays in November, 10 days apart, I mind you. And then you got to turn around and prepare for Christmas. So, yeah, so challenge, yeah, so let's see, let's see if you can accept that challenge. That's that's a hard one to do, but my wife and I have always been pretty animated on, on, on doing a, such a pretty decent job of making sure the kids, you know, pretty much, pretty much have a good birthdays and certainly have a good Christmas. Uh, for those who have been here for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. We continue to come on back, and please invite your family, your friends, and your loved ones. Uh, as, um, how can I say, I think for um, for those out there that have followed me, I want to thank you for doing so. Again, we're trying to broaden, we're trying to get out there and get our news out there. Um, before we continue on uh, for this for this podcast, basically we're going to nothing. There's not a particular subject that we're going to touch up on for this episode. We're going to just pretty much go around camp. We're going to try to follow you know different teams. We'll give you what's going on for all all the teams in the NFL. That's pretty much what this podcast is going to be about. This episode is about. There will not be no particular big news big news out there. Uh, I'm sure there's there's a few splashes of news, but we'll we'll, we'll discuss that as we go around the uh, we'll go around around the league, so to speak. If you can, pretty much, we'll call this league, we'll call this episode going around the league. That's pretty much what what we're going to do. Um, I guess with that, I guess that being said, let's 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 uh let's start doing let's start doing so. Um, let's talk about the. Uh, We'll start with the NFC East. We'll talk about Washington. The first thing we talk about, and for those Washington fans out there, and I do know several people being being where I live in the state of Virginia, you're either a Washington fan, Baltimore Raven fan, maybe you're a Carolina Panther fan, but you're kind of in that in that territory. Uh, for Washington fans, I know the the news has come out of camp that uh, Carson Wentz, your new quarterback, has uh, had some ups and downs in camp. He one minute he can throw a, a, a 50-yard bomb to somebody, then he might and hit it right on target. The next minute he might overthrow receiver 20 yards. And to me, he's been inconsistent, inconsistent in camp for, for the reports. Uh, and then uh, Terry McLean, of course, Terry got, got a new contract, uh, what, about a month ago or so? Well, maybe not quite a month ago, but got a new contract. And... And then Carson having a hard time, you know, hooking up. Now with Terry McLean, Terry's usually had a good head has always had a good pull with his quarterbacks. It didn't matter who was quarterbacking. So but the problem is now Carson Wentz is having accuracy issues. And to me that's I know people say, Well, hey, we're just yeah, we're just kinda of starting camp. Uh, the first preseason game will be upon us very shortly. Uh, where on the street is that Ron Rivera is going to play Carson Wentz. The first pre- preseason game to see if he can get um, those issues, you know, straightened out. At least in the first preseason game, hopefully that will carry carry over. Now, I don't know if Ron Verge will play all the starters. That has not come out yet. He has not come out and said that. But for Washington fans, it is a huge concern to me. Uh, this has been Carlson Wentz's problem. Now I get it. Carl, there was a point in time where Carlson Wentz was an MVP candidate. I know that seems to be ages ago, but it was a point in time that he was an MVP type candidate until he got hurt 
Nick Foles took over, and well, we all know the rest is history. The Philadelphia Eagles went on to win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles as a quarterback. Of course, Nick, Nick is now taking his axe, his act to the Indianapolis Colts, where he, where he backs up Matt Ryan. But again, it's a concern because you know, ever since, to be honest with you, ever since that MVP-like year, Carlson has been on the downside of his career. He got traded to the Colts. People thought that Frank Wright could correct Carlson Wentz. He couldn't do that. And now he's off to Washington. And, you know, Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera had uh, one Cam Newton, and Ron, Ron rode a lot of Cam Newton success. And to me, since then, I don't know if he's had the prototypical quarterback that he, that he likes to have. But it is a concern. I mean, Terry McLean, he's not connecting with Carson Wentz right. But again, I think that situation will be corrected. Terry McLean is a, is a good receiver in his league. He seems to he seems to have good rapport with most mostly any quarterback that watches on the field, but it's a concern to me. He's having this issue now. With that being said, you have to look around. I mean, if Carlson can get his act together, I mean, is, will we see Tyler Hunt? Will we see Taylor Heineke take over? Now they did draft Sam Howard out of University of North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, you know, late, which some people think could be a pretty interesting pick for him. Some people think Sam Howard could be the future for the Washington, for Washington. That remains to be seen at one point in time. If we had this draft, what, last year, I believe, when we had this draft, uh, like 2021 draft, some people think Sam Howard would have been a top quarterback. But Sam did have some struggles. Did have some struggles this past year in North Carolina. And some, some, some could attribute that to a lot of his talent went on to the NFL. Then that is a pretty good pretty good assumption, a fair assumption. But to me I had my doubts if Sam if Sam Howard would be the right quarterback for the Washington football team. But we'll you know we'll 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 see. Again, you look at you look at the talent around Washington, I mean the offensive line is not bad. They did lose a couple players on the offensive line. Brandon Sheriff, who went to the Jacksonville Jaguars, is a huge loss. Brandon's one of the better guards in this league, and that, that, is, that is a huge hole to fill. The offense line is average now. The running game, I do like Antonio Gibson. J.D. McKissick did come back. Uh, an interesting pick in Brian Robinson, who drafted from Alabama. He was a, a guy that could very well be a goal line back. I mean, Ron Rivera did talk about at one point in time about doing the, what do we say, talk about doing the, uh, what he did back in the old Carolina Panther days. So we had D'Angelo uh, Williams, I guess that would be the uh, Antonio Gibson role. Um, you had Jonathan Stewart, well, that'd be more Brian Robinson role, really. And you had Forrest Whitaker, who spelled both of them. Well, that'd be J.D. JD McKissick, right? So you would think. But Ron Brass come out and said that possibility does exist. And over fantasy football owners, that's that crowded backfield that kind of just Makes you bang, bang, bang your head, bang your head on the wall because of stuff like that. But for fantasy football owners, the one guy to get would still be Antonio Gibson, uh, JD. Unless you got like a twelve, maybe a twelve team league or fourteen league. I know there are fantasy football leagues that go up to what twenty teams. I, I think I have seen. Never played one of those leagues. I've only done twelve team leagues. I think when you play in fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, twenty team leagues, you dilute, you dilute your talent. Again, that's just my opinion on that. 
I've done 12 team leagues and I go no further than that. I've done tons of 18 leagues, 10 team leagues, and 12 team leagues, but I've never done anything beyond that. Now, Terry McLean is still, even with Carson Wentz throwing the ball, Terry is still to me a top receiver in this league. But the biggest issue, Don, yeah, Dotson, who he got from, um, from Penn State, it's interesting to see if he gets a starting job. I know Curtis Samuel, who you know needs, I think he's uh, been sending out some of camp. That's I think about Curtis since he's been drafted by from the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, he's always had injury issues and becomes a habit. Logan Thomas, I believe he is still on the pub list. I might be wrong on that. So with Carson, Carson doesn't have the full access of his weapons really, but it's it, but he needs to get on pace with the number one guy, and that's Terry McLean. But to me, I know I know I know people want to say, well, it's it's we're still in training camp. We're still doing. We're still in camp. We got the first preseason game coming up, coming up, and Carlson is going to play in it, which I have no problem with. And I'm sure Carlson might get maybe two series at best, and then we'll see what Tara, Tyler Heineke and certainly we'll see a lot of what Sam Howard can bring to the table for the Washington for the Washington team. But I gotta say, you know, Commanders as of right now they're looking to be what finishing what third. A lot of experts' eyes. Only the Giants, I think, are predicted to be worse in this division. But we'll see. But we'll see for Washington. I, you know, um, one piece of news had come out had come out that the I think Ron Rivera fired defensive line coach Samuels the third. Uh, there's been rumors going around that there was a, uh, a difference of opinion, so to speak. Uh, the the defense on the whole last year was simple, simply played horribly. If you look back. Yeah, if you look back a couple of years ago, this defense was a pretty, pretty good defense, top ten defense even in the league. But it, it for whatever reason is, it just did not click this past year. This past year, hopefully the the skin, you know, hopefully the uh, commanders will get their defense back on back on track. But we'll see. Like commanders, it's going to be hard for them to get past the Eagles, and I think they'll have a hard time getting past the Cowboys. But we'll see. But for Carlson Wentz, it's still one of those situations once again where it's here we go again. And Carlson has got, and Carlson is certainly in a situation where he has got to, he's got to step it up because if he does not, if he does not play well this year, then I, I don't know what else for Carlson wants to do. Now, Carlson could still have a job in the NFL, but I don't think he'd be a starting job. It may be a backup job. But if he cannot prove to be a starting quarterback for Washington, then Carson will not be. He will not be a starting quarterback in this league, I'm afraid, anymore. Maybe a backup, because he's still serviceable as, as such. But I just don't think he'll be a starting quarterback in this league unless he simply ups his game. We'll talk about the New York. We'll talk about the New York Giants. We just mentioned it about two, three seconds ago. Now, certainly. Coming out of camp, Barkley, they say, has looked very good. Looks, he almost looks as good as he did in his rookie year, which is great news for the New York Giants fans. Uh, hopefully there's been improved play, a little bit of improved play on the offensive line. It seems like you got your left and your right tackle situated with Thomas and Neal. Some nice, nice young bookend tackles. I love it with what the Giants have done with that. The interior line has still got some work to do. But there's, yeah, but they've gone out, got some veterans. They are doing... They're looking, you know, they're looking a little bit better on the offensive line. I'm interested to see if it can gel. 
but Barkley is, is, is uh, playing well, and that's, that's great. That's great news. Uh, of course, Daniel Jones is still looking inconsistent in camp. What, what I, reports I have heard, that's not a good sign. Uh, one report has been very interesting to me is that they're doing uh, Tony and Wendell Robinson, who drafted out of University of Kentucky. They have been lining up in the backfield as I guess to some gadget, some gadget plays. I've heard that. Uh, one report is coming out that uh, Darius Slayton, I think he's been practicing with, with the third team. And there's a point in time a couple of years ago, Darius Slayton was like maybe maybe the best receiver that the most best maybe the most consistent receiver they had about two years ago. Now, now it seems to fall in hard times and he's falling out of favor with the Giants brass, or so that seems to be the case. And I made this this uh, thing where the Cowboys, maybe the Cowboys could have gone after Darius, Darius Slayton or something like that. And to me, if Darius is, becomes, let's say, cut material, there's plenty of teams in this league that would jump on a Darius Slayton. Because like I said, two years ago, this young man was maybe the best giant, best receiver. Sterling Shepard, I think he's still battling injuries. And Sterling, is, it's hard to believe he'll be in the seventh season, I believe, with the New York Giants. And to me, his roster spot is not Secure. I mean, for right now, the top, I mean, for right now, I'm not even sure Sterling even starts as a starting receiver. There's a possibility they may, I'm sure they might go to a three receiver, a three receiver set. I mean, to me, I wouldn't be surprised if Colliday, Tony, and Robinson are, are the top three receivers, and Shepard may want to be the fourth, the number four receiver. I mean, right now, that's a possibility where it does exist. Uh, again, the tight end spot. Evan Ingram, of course, has gone to Jacksonville. And I think Evan could have a halfway year. I think he could have a pretty interesting year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But for right now, it's a, for right now, tight end is a concern for the team. That's a concern. I know there's a, uh, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. But the receiving, but it gets to be interesting. I haven't heard really too much about the defense for the Giants. The offense has been the has been the big big picture, but we'll see how that how it goes. But that's just you know some camp news. Now, as far as the Dallas Cowboys, you hear bits and pieces coming out of camp pretty much pretty much every day. Um, Dak comes to camp, is in the best shape of his life. Um, word on the street is that Jerry Jones come out public said that they may give they may feed Zeke more because of the the uncertainty at wide receiver. Now Dak. Dak has come out and said he has confidence in, in, in that young receiving core. Well, it's going to be hard to have confidence in because we all know Michael Gallup is not going to be he's going to start the season on the uh, pretty much on the IR. Uh, we know that James Washington is going to miss six to ten weeks max. And it becomes, it's going to be very interesting to see how this, how this all, how this all plays, plays out for the you know, for the Dallas Cowboys. But the receiving court, it's, it's got a lot of work. I mean, as of right now, it'd be C.D. Lamb and Talbert, who they're drafted from what, South Alabama, right now might be the one-two punch right now. And Jerry feels he is not interested in going out and getting a veteran receiver or, you know, a veteran receiver. To me, I think it's a mistake on his part. I think with the injuries you got, you need to find somebody. You need to find a veteran receiver. There's not many left on the board. Uh, you had some. You had a chance at Jarvis Landry. That didn't come to, come to pass. I mean, Julio Jones could have been an interesting hit. 
I'm not saying you've got the same Julio Jones that you, that you did three or four years ago. It would be a little bit interesting. It would have been a little bit better than what you had. You know, but Jerry's not going that direction. Now, the offensive line, there are some pieces that have to be placed on the offensive line. Yes, you still got Smith. You still got the young man they drafted. I think he has been he's been practicing some of the first with the first team, the offensive line they drafted, which a lot of believe is going to be is going to be expected on his on his shoulders to maybe step in and take one of those guard spots. But the biggest thing right now is Zeke. You got to feed. I guess the thing is you got to feed Zeke, and I think right now with the the wide receiving, you know, the wide receiving core the way it is, and it's not it's not doesn't have the depth. You got to remember last year you had. You had a Amari Cooper, a C.D. Lamb, and a Michael Gallup. That's not a bad one, two, three punch. And you even had Cedric Wilson as your number four receiver. So you had receiving depth. Well, you don't have that this year. Right now, all you have is one healthy C.D. Lamb. Now, Dalton Schultz, he's back as your tight end. But right now, it's pretty much going to be C.D. Lamb one, maybe Dalton Schultz two, as far as catching your passes go. Now, they talk about using Tony Pollard more, which they should do. And granted, Tony's not going to cut the ball 20 times a game. That's got to be a seat thing. And to be honest with you, I think it's going to have to go back to the point where let's let's feed Zeke the ball, lean on the offensive line, let's pass second. And I think that's that's the way it's going to have that's the way it's going to have to be. And I feel there's some experts have come out and said have pretty much said the same thing that I'm saying right now that that's what they're going to have to do now the biggest thing is I mean, we're going to assume Michael Gallup will certainly be back before James Washington will at least we're hoping but when Gallup comes back he's not going to come back on fire right off the bat now they gave Michael Gallup a contract I mean they re-signed him but again I mean, I think Michael Gallup is a decent receiver, but I don't know if, to me, I don't know if this will be a bad signing on Dallas's part to bring this young man back. But we'll see. And the one team we, we will talk about is the the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, there is a quick word on the street, and there has been some words on the street pop. There's one word on the street says Miles Miles Sanders who has been the talk of um who's been talk he's been talk of camp they say he looks extremely well in camp they say he looks the best is the best he has been in any camp which is certainly great news Miles I mean again the the Eagles had the number one rushing offense in this league last year let's 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 admit that and. Uh, Miles Sanders, certainly there's talent there. Miles Sanders, Keith Gainwell, who certainly uh, caught a lot of people's attention last year, especially with the Eagles brass. Uh, Scott has returned as well. So, again, I still think it will be a running back by committee, so to speak, but I think Miles would be the number one running back. There's been subject. I know, I think I mentioned on a podcast, and I'm surprised they haven't thought about trading, but if Miles looks that good in camp, and I believe he's on his Finally, year of his rookie contract, it's going to be very interesting to see. But they said Miles looks looks good. He looks good in camp. Looks explosive, and that's good news for for um, 
public Eagles fans, and for fantasy football fans, I got a hunch a guy like Miles Sanders is going to slide on people's boards. And if he does slide on people's boards, take a chance on Miles. I know Gainwell's there, and I think Gainwell, to me, is the biggest competition to Miles Sanders. Now, I believe the uh, believers of word on the street, offensive line, the pro bowler, Kelsey, is, uh, I believe he is uh, dinged up, has an elbow, has an elbow issue. I think he's going to get it cleaned up. And that could be a concern coming from Jay, from Jalen Hurts being part of the offensive line. And the Eagles have a pretty pretty good offensive line. Now, Kelsey, what is it, uh, Jurgens, I believe, from uh, Nebraska. Uh, Kelsey handpicked this young man to be a to be the future. The future on the offensive line. Maybe a guy to take his place at some point. But again, the Eagles have one of the better offensive lines in this league when it is healthy. And there's times in the past where injuries have come back to bite that offensive line in the butt. But it's a solid, you know, but it's a good unit overall. You've got that. You've got a running game, a pretty decent running game. And Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, he's coming to camp looking good. Looks like he's pulling the water jacks. Looks like he might have beefed up a little bit himself. Um, A.J. Brown is there. Uh, reports that A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts are looking good in camp. And that's a great thing to hear. Now, granted, I know a lot of people say you can't do any, um, what is the thing that you cannot do? Um, tape. Sometimes tape cannot be a, uh, how do they say, sometimes tape you have to not, you know, tape can be understanding in a way. Um, it doesn't really tell you the whole detail, the detail of everything. And, of course, you're not in pads. But if, if Hurts and A.J. Brown are looking that good in camp, that's good news. Devontae Smith, the third receiver spot, is up in the air. That's a situation that has to be addressed now. I'm sure in camp, I'm sure that third receiver spot will get put to the test in preseason. I'm sure that B.J. Brown, I'm sure Devontae Smith, and I'm sure Dallas Goddard would not see any camp at all whatsoever. I really don't think, I don't think Jalen Hurts will see him for plenty of time. Now, I don't know Miles Sanders. I think he'll come down. I think Gainwell and Scott, I think they will see some, you know, I think they will see more preseason time than Sanders. I don't think the offensive line. Now, I think Jerkins, I think, he will receive probably some playing time. I'm interested to see this young man, his blocking ability, and if he will be the replacement for Kelsey. As far as Eagles defense, uh, it is, uh, I think, one was a dark, was a Bennett, who was drafted uh, a few years ago from the University of Tennessee, or excuse me, Barnett, I should say, from the University of Tennessee. He, uh, there's been word on the street that is that he could really be either cut or maybe traded because now the team has gotten, have gotten um, some depth. And one guy, what is it, Jordan Davis from the uh, University of Georgia. Uh, I was looking at some uh, footage of him yesterday, and he was just a beast yesterday. Here's a guy that kind of fell, I think fell in the draft, in Philadelphia, and just went in and got him. And it was a great, great pickup for the um, you know, for the Eagles, and uh, trust me, this guy will be a could be a stellar guy. He could be the Fletcher Cox for them for many, many years to come. The Eagles defense has improved. Uh, I'm interested to see how good this Eagles defense can be. The Eagles right now, from some experts, the Eagles are right now projected to win to win the East. Maybe the Cowboys finish in second, but right now, 
that's probably a fair assessment right now. But again, we have not. I have not gotten into any of that whatsoever. We will, at some point in time before the season begins, I will give you my division winners, Super Bowl picks, and all that stuff. But we'll not do it right now. We haven't dug into preseason yet fully. But when we do, when let's say after the third preseason game is, I will certainly give you my. 411 on who I believe will win the divisions, Super Bowl, wild card team, so forth and so forth. Now, if we finish up the AFC East, let's talk about the AFC. Yeah, let's talk about the AFC. Let's talk about the rest of the AFC. Let's talk about the one. Let's talk about the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears have a, an interesting, uh, interesting dynamic going on. They seem to have some bad news. Uh, Nikhil Harry, who they Nikhil Harry we got from the uh, Patriots, has a high ankle sprain. He will be out probably for the rest of camp, and I'm sure he's going to miss a few games. A high ankle sprain to an athlete is a hard thing to judge. Uh, high ankle sprains, they could be, you know, they could be stretching out for a long period of time. I'm sure Harry thought he could uh, come in and was going to be a vital part of his offense, but again, his, you know, again, his career continues to be. Little with either injuries or inconsistency or people not giving him the opportunity. So again, he will not be ready certainly by pre by preseason. Uh, Justin Fields, there was a, a tape yesterday where Justin looked good at throwing the ball, which is good good news for the for the Chicago Bears fans. Um, the NFC North should be a pretty tough. It's going to be a, an interesting division this coming season. Will Green Bay win it again? Will Minnesota step up and win the title? Will Detroit surprise people? But it gets to be it gets to be very interesting as to see what uh, see, you know, see what happens. But again, you know, Justin's look good. And look, you know, the offensive line. The offensive line is concerned. They're making one player, was it uh Tevin Jenkins who they drafted, I think was it last season? There's reports that he could be on the trading block the trading block. They seem like the new regime doesn't think much of this young man. Again, I think yeah, I think a guy, a guy like this, somebody would probably go to Chicago and ask, well, what do you want for him? A young man that has some upside, and I think he could slide into somebody's, I'm not saying starting line, but he could be certainly a valuable asset to somebody's organization. Um, but it seems like his spot is questionable. Um, of course, the biggest news from Chicago has been, was it Will Conn Smith? I believe his, uh, yeah, he, he wants out. Uh, he feels that his contract that nobody that the Bears are not interested in resigning him, and he wants he wants out. Uh, I believe the Bears have put an offer for him on the table. Uh, I think it was more money on the back end of his contract, if I'm not mistaken. And he wanted he didn't like it, and now he wants out. Uh, maybe the Bradley the new Chicago Brass is not doesn't see much to him. Doesn't see his value. Uh, let's be honest with you. Um, again, it's it's a new regime. This regime did not draft him, and that's that can that, that is the case with a lot of organizations. When you bring in a new GM, a new head coach, they have their way. They have their own system. They have their own way they want to run things. And maybe this young man does not fit into that system. Now, certainly, I can see there's a possible I can see some teams reaching out to the Bears. For his services, the guy's a pretty decent linebacker. Uh, he's probably like a middle of the pack linebacker. I would not put him in any top 
pretend that anybody's a certainly a guy that can certainly help any football team out whatsoever. And so, you know, so I think, you know, but we'll see. There was an old gentleman, what is it, Robert Quinn, who had, well, yeah, the guy who had a, a great a great year last year. There was reports at one point in time that he wanted, he wanted out, but I think Robert has doubled down on that. Robert has sat back and said that he is interested in, um, that uh, he would be interested in staying with the Bears. But a guy like Robert Quinn, I'm kind of surprised nobody has reached out to the Bears on this show, man. This this guy, this guy got what, was it 18 sacks last year or something like that? I figured a guy like that would have fetched the Bears something. And I'm sure, I'm surprised somebody hasn't gone out and made a pass rusher. Robert Quinn, I believe Quinn's what, 31, 32 years old. I think he is still, so he's still certainly serviceable for a team. Maybe more so for a playoff team that can use that can use that that can use his services. So the Bears they've had they've had some interesting bits bits and bits in camp. But we'll, we'll see as time time progresses. We'll see if the Bears can get things situated again. It's a new regime. We'll see how long it takes the Bears to gel that new regime. Let's talk about the Detroit, Detroit Lions now. There hasn't been really too much to report on Detroit. Uh, Detroit has quietly had a pretty decent all season. And that's kind of hard to say for the Detroit Lions people. Now, there's a buzz that people believe that uh, golf, Jared Golf, could have a decent season with the with the Lions. A lot of people say the Detroit Lions have one of the have one of the more unsung offensive lines in this league. The offensive line is pretty decent. You, you don't hear a lot about it, but of course that's Detroit. It's interesting. They have a pretty decent offensive line. They, some may go as far as maybe top ten. That's an interesting, an interesting theory. They have a decent offensive line. I'm interested to see how that offensive line continues to to gel together. But it's a, it's it's a good offensive line, and I know you don't see a lot of Detroit Lions football games. Maybe what Thanksgiving because Detroit plays every year on Thanksgiving. And Detroit's a very interesting team. Now I'm sure Detroit probably won't be on TV as much this season, but. I, for those, you know, but for those who have like, it was it was an NFL Plus, I believe, that's come out now by the NFL Network that you can get. I didn't get it for like was it seven days for free. I don't know how much it would cost after that. I know some people have Direct TV where you can get, you know, games. You can get all, you can get anybody's, you know, any any of your best, you know, your favorite team's game or something like that. But Detroit kind of intrigues me. It's kind of interesting to say, hey, the Detroit Lions could be an interesting fit this year. But a lot of people feel like golf could have a pretty decent season this year. And I'm interested to see if that will be the case. Uh, to me, I don't think I don't think the Lions will finish last right now. I think the Bears may finish last in the division. Detroit, they might finish third in the division. But again, I mean the receiving core is interesting. Interesting receiving core. I like and the running game is not it's not that bad at all. The offense could be very interesting in Detroit. Now, I haven't heard much about the defense in Detroit. I know Aiden Hutchinson, um, a lot of people have said good things about, about Aiden. They said he's, you know, he's uh, looking good in camp. Some people have said that he is certainly a, a student of the game. And uh, he's asking all the right questions. He wants to get better. And that's great for any rookie that comes in to the NFL. He asks around. He wants to be better, and that's great. I think it's great for Hutchinson. Of course, he comes from the University of Michigan. So he didn't have to go very far, right? 
But again, Detroit is one of those teams that you got to keep an eye out on. I think he's very interesting, very interesting fit. You know, interesting. I think it's. I think Detroit's gonna be a bigger, interesting team this year. Bottom line. Now let's talk about let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings. Now Minnesota, Minnesota's an interesting team as well. Um, not too much has really come out of Minnesota. I think um, the one thing is Irv Smith starting tight end. I think he's he's dinged out. There's reports coming out that yeah he might not be ready by by week one. That could that could throw things a little bit backwards for the um, for the team. But then again, there's reports that Justin Jefferson, my man Justin Jefferson, may be the best receiver now in football. Maybe he's like best. Maybe he's the second best behind Cooper Cup. However you fans or experts want to put it out there as they're now lining Justin Jefferson up here, there, and everywhere on the field in every spot. And the thing with Justin is he does have a pretty decent number two and uh, Adam Thielen who's been with the team for quite some time now. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, the offense is very interesting. Dalvin Cook is still there. There's sports Dalvin to catch more passes this year than he has in the past. And Dalvin, a man like Dalvin Cook, should get the ball in his hands as much as possible. And he should. He's a dangerous weapon. Some feel Dalvin Cook could get 1,100 yards. Now, a new coach wants to be wants to pass the ball more. And I've always thought that might be a might be a bad mistake because you got a guy like Dalvin Cook. Now, some experts feel that maybe Dalvin Cook could be like could get 1,100 yards this year. I think that's realistic. If Dalvin Cook could stay healthy, his problem with Dalvin Cook is, simply put, is going all the way back to the day with Florida State <laughs> and being healthy has always been the a huge problem. If he could stay healthy for a full 17 game, 1,100 yards is certainly within Dalvin Cook's reach, is his reach. With Minnesota, they have a new, was it, uh, they have a new, um, the defense has been an issue for the last couple of years. They're trying to get rebuilt that defense. Um, they got a couple of pretty good pass rushers. I hope they will put uh, was it Hunter and Smith. Hopefully these two will come together and they will put more pressure, more pressure on quarterbacks. Especially one guy that's in their division, um, one Aaron Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, we'll see. Minnesota is a, is a trade possibility. Some feel that Minnesota could very well win this division. And that could be, I mean, I'm not saying it's not possible. They have the offense, but can Minnesota's defense come together? That's going to be the biggest thing for Minnesota. Let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. And you ask me all about it. We all know about Aaron Rodgers. But the biggest thing about the Green Bay Packers that kind of intrigues me is simply this, is it could be their defense be better than their offense. I know it's crazy to say, but I gotta say it. They have one uh, to me. They've got they've got nice pieces. They 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 you know spent a couple of their top two picks in the draft on University of Georgia players, and I'm interested to see how these guys fit in. Kenny Clark is one of the better defense one of the better tackle better defensive tackles in this league. Jair Alexander is one of the better cornerbacks in this league. I mean, to me, the defense to me. With the draft picks they have done, you know, the last few years, the defense for Green Bay is actually not a bad, not a bad defense. And to me, it could be the defense. Now, my biggest concern with them is the offensive line. David Bakhtiari, he is still out. Uh, Jenkins, he is hurt. 
Uh, we don't know if he's going to be ready by week one or not. It looks like he might not be. That's a concern. And to me, protecting Aaron Rodgers is a concern. And I know the Packers, they've always had a habit in the past of drafting well when it comes to the offensive line. It is a concern. But for me, it's a huge concern. Now, again, everybody talks about the receiving core. There is no Devontae Adams. I get it. We all understand it. Again, you know, uh, Aaron seems to think this receiving core could be pretty decent this year. Some people feel that Green Bay Packers are still favorites to win the division. Now, again, it will come down to me. It comes down to Green Bay or Minnesota. And what team do I trust the most? The running game. I mean, you still got, you got A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. I love the one-two punch. Solid one-two punch. You might have to lean on them more than we'll lean on Aaron Rodgers. That sounds crazy. Sounds weird. I know it does. But I'm interested to see what this team this team can do. If this team, if it'll be the defense and the running game, that takes Green Bay back to at least at least the uh, division division title. It'd be interesting. Sounds weird. Aaron Rodgers' team is led by a defense and a running game. It's hard to imagine, but we'll see. I know there is one move. There's one. Was it Darnell Savage, the starting one of the starting safeties? I think he he is. Uh, he went out hurt. Uh, hopefully, it's not. A, it's nothing serious, and uh, hopefully, he'll be back by um, by week. You know, by week one. But it becomes interesting to see what Green Bay can do, and can Green Bay win the division again without without one of the best receivers again, one Devontae Adams. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how, how it goes. Um, let's continue. Let's continue to go through the, uh, let's go NFC South. Let's talk about the New Orleans Saints for a minute. Now, the Saints, uh, bad news came out of the Saints camp. Uh, it was, uh, James Winston has, uh, I believe he had tweaked, tweaked his right ankle. He was going to, he's going to, he's a day-to-day situation. I don't think it's anything serious, according to uh, Dennis Allen. It's just a day-to-day thing. He probably, Jameis will not play the first preseason game. I kind of figured he would anyway, but it is he tweaked it. But you know, you have a veteran and Andy Dalton there. That is Winston's backup. Now, Grant Winston. I mean, Andy Dalton doesn't have Jameis Winston's live arm. He does not have it. Dalton's a veteran of this league. You know, and he. The best news is that, of course, Michael Thomas is actually on the field and is practicing with it, which is which is great news. I'm interested to see if Michael Thomas, you know, can get back to this form that he had what three years ago. And I know people are going to ask me, Michael Thomas and fantasy football. Now, Michael Thomas, I would say, in my personal opinion, Michael Thomas is going to slip on people's boards because he's been injured for the last two years, and nobody, people have kind of forgotten who Michael Thomas really is. Now, would I take a chance on Michael Thomas? Yes, that would be a chance on him. But don't but don't jump early. Let him, let him fall in your draft and then swoop him up in the late rounds. Now some people some people may look you know some people may look at tapes or look at camp and look at camp and say, well hey, you know what? Maybe I didn't take Michael Thomas that early. But again, you gotta remember my philosophy on, on injury prone players is if you take a chance on you got you, you got to take a chance on him late. Don't do that early. Don't jump that early. If you're a trade for an injured prone player, don't give your opponent a lot. 
because you got to tell your opponent, hey, this guy's injured from me. I'm taking a chance. I'm doing you a favor by taking off your hands in the hopes that you think you can stay healthy and set the world on fire. Again, the Saints' defense is one is one of the worst, is one of the better defenses in this league. And again, it's going to be the defense that's going to have to carry this team. Now, the offense, the offense could interest me. Winston stays healthy. Alan Kamara, as we've stated before, Kamara might not serve any suspension time, which is probably good news for, for the uh, Saints fans. You've got you know, you've got Thomas and Landry. You've got a, uh, a rookie receiver, so you've got three pretty decent receivers. Now, we'll see how that pans out for the team, but. But for right now, the defense may very well be, and maybe Alan Kamara carries it here. But don't be shocked. A lot of people feel that maybe the Saints, if it get, you know, if they get their ducks in a row, whatever the case may be, they have a chance to actually maybe win this division and maybe beat beat the Buccaneers out for the NFC South. But remember, the Saints for the last couple of years seem to have the Buccaneers number. Let's talk about Tampa Bay. Yes, we heard Tom Brady. Tom Brady is back. The offensive line is a concern. We all know Ryan Jensen is going to miss, more likely miss, is going to miss this year. Um, you know, they've lost, you know, lost you know, a couple of guards. They've also, they've also sent an injury. They did, they traded for Shaq, for, uh, Shaq Mason, who, from New England, who Tom Brady knows all about. But again, they got a guard in the center spot that needs to be filled. And to be honest with you, that is a concern. Certainly good news is Chris Godwin is is on the field and is practicing, which is great news for Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans. Love it. But the problem is, will he be ready to go by week one? And if he is ready to go by week one, it's gonna take it's gonna take him probably it might take him half a season to get to where he was last year, last year. And actually Chris Godwin, some some can make an argument that Chris Godwin might have been the most consistent receiver for, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year, if you want to make that concern. I know Mike Evans, he has missed a couple practices because of some hamstring issues. Now, again, Todd Bowles says this, this is not an issue, and I don't really think this is an issue at all. Again, Mike Evans, this is in his league, is one of the top receivers in the game, and he will continue to be that type of guy. But for me, the offensive line is, is going to be a concern for Tom Brady. No running game, wondering when it does return. I know People that cracked so much on his weight issues and whatnot. Uh, you got Gino, uh, one guy that people are taking notice is Rashard White, a young running back that people are going to start taking notice of. And I would love to see what this guy can do in preseason. I'm sure he's going to get plenty of opportunities to play, play in, pre in you know, preseason football, but I'm interested. Defensively, the defense, the defense faltered last year. It was one of the reasons why they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. A lot of people think it was Tom Brady, but it was the defense that really took over and pressured one Patrick Mahomes. And they, were, and they were the biggest reason, to me, in my opinion, that they got the Super Bowl, and not so much Tom Brady. But I'm interested to see if the defense can bounce back. It didn't play as well as last year as it did two years ago, but I'm interested to see if it bounces back. Now, the Atlanta Falcons, we all know the Atlanta Falcons. This is the pre, this is the no more Matt Ryan to look at. Mariota is there. Now, so Mariota's got to look over his shoulder at the young, at the young rookie quarterback from University of Cincinnati. People have said Mariota will start. That's not a surprise. Um, the one guy that's been turning heads in camp, which is not really a surprise to me, is Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is a dangerous weapon. 
at tight end. He's really, you know, he's made some way to catch this and made some people look pretty bad. I'm not surprised. Uh, certainly, Pitts will be a big, big asset to one Marcus Mariota. Defensively, is a huge concern for me. Atlanta is not, excuse me, one of the worst defenses I've played the last couple of years. But again, to me, Atlanta is still, to me, Atlanta is still a mess. It's still, to me, a lot of people feel, I know the, some of the Atlanta football, Atlanta Falcons players are saying we're going to be surprise a lot of people. I don't really see it happening. But again, you know, right now, the running back situation is concerned. I know Cordell Patterson, I'm assuming he's going to be the number one guy. But to me, they didn't go ahead and get a rookie, like a very veteran running back to come in to help out, to help Patterson out. They're going with, um, they're, what is it that they transfer? Like a defensive back to running back? And to me, if you do that, that becomes a scratch your head moment. But we'll see. Atlanta's going to have a long, long year. With the Carolina Panthers, we get it. The word on the street is it might be Baker Mayfield's might be taking a lead over Sam Dobbins' starting job. Now, it's not a surprise. A lot of experts felt that Baker was a better quarterback, and he has come in and he's outplayed Sam, at least in some people's eyes. As of right now, he's not a surprise. The thing is, <laughs> is can the offensive line improve? Now, again, we all know Christian McCaffrey, he's on some kind of count, which is probably good for him. He's been hurt the last couple of years. Um, but, again, defensively, we all see the Panthers have a underrated defense. Maybe in time, I'd like to see this defense gel a little bit more. It has potential to be a pretty decent defense in this league. But other than that, I guess the Baker Mayfield and the Sam Donald thing, Carolina's been sort of quiet, I guess you could say. And again, you can't Christian McCaffrey stay healthy. That's the biggest issue. Now let's talk about, let's jump down to the NFC West. Let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks. And the biggest thing is, yes, I got it. It's the quarterback situation. Is it Geno Smith? Is it Drew Locke? Some people come in camp saying that Drew Locke has really outplayed Geno Smith. And on the last one, a couple days ago, Drew outplayed Geno in practice. Now, to me, Drew Locke, yes, he is a better athlete, overall athlete than Geno Smith. He's got a better arm. There's no denying that. But can Drew put it all together? The offensive line is kind of questionable. There's no more Chris Carlson. We'll see for sure. Penny can, you know, that five games he had last season that helped a lot of people in fantasy football probably championships. We'll see if he can continue that because if he can, Kenny Walker's going to step in and do the job. Now, Again, yeah, I get it. He, I mean, it, it doesn't matter his quarterback. It's not like you don't have weapons. You got Metcalf. You got Lockett. You got Fant. So it's not like you don't have something to work with as far as receiving court. But who's going to do the job? Um, we'll see. To me, and I'm like a lot of people, again, with with Seattle, the Legion of Boom is not going to roll back into the building. Defense is an issue for the, for this team. We'll, we'll see what they, what they can do. But for right now, I'm assuming that Geno probably will start because he knows his system. But would it surprise me if Drew Locke starts over the day? No, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Let's talk about the defending, reigning and defending Super Bowl champions, the Rams. The biggest thing I think with the Rams right now is Matthew Schrafer and his elbow. Now, some people say that it's not. Uh, people within the organization, and Sean McVay, are not concerned about the elbow. There are reports that even that Trafford is what he has thrown in camp, he hasn't shown he he still has some zip on the ball. 
which is which is good news. But if you got a lingering elbow issue, especially on your throwing arm, that becomes a, that's a concern to me. Now it doesn't seem to bother him, which seems to be you know, great news. Of course, in the offensive line, Andrew Whitworth retired to be the offensive line. That could be a little concern. You lost. You, you, when he got retired, you lost more down to free agency. To me, it's a concern. The offensive line is a concern. <laughs> now, the running game, Akers and, and Darnell Henderson, I'm interested to see how that dynamic turns out. But it's not a bad one-two punch. I can live with that. I'm interested to see what my man, I'm interested to see, can Cooper Cup, you know, can he bounce back? Can he have another, uh, another great year? We'll find out. Allen Robinson, I'm interested to see how he fits into that Los Angeles system. A lot of people feel that he will be will fit in the system very fine. And I'm sure fans and owners just are looking hard at Allen Robinson. When he stays healthy, he is a productive player. There's no denying that. Defensively, not much has come on the defensive. Not much has been talked on the defensive side of the ball. A lot. The Rams have been tested weekly. Opening day against one Buffalo Bills, against the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. They will be tested right off the bat. But again, the biggest news from Cam for the Rams right now is going to be Cam and Sam Donald's elbow. Some people feel that it's fine. Some people feel that it's kind of eh-eh. But we'll see. Now with the Arizona Cardinals, the biggest thing with Arizona is Kyle Murray and his contract. Yeah, can Kyle, you know, Kyle's improved every single year, but can he up, can he up it? Can he up it even more? The offensive line for the Cardinals has, to me, has been a concern. Now, James Conner will be the will be the number one running back. James had a good year last year, but can James stay healthy for a full seventeen games? That's been an issue throughout his career, even going back to the Pittsburgh Steelers days. The receiving coordinator, got remember Hopkins wins the first six games. Marcus Brown is there. Marcus, I think he got into some a speed issue off the field. I believe that becomes that. Yeah, that's. Ensure that becomes a very interesting issue as well. But Marquis and Kyle Murray, you know, do see a pretty good hookup. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of fantasy experts expect Rondell Moore to have more safe, will have more input in the offense this year. Um, that's what the uh, Cliff Kingsbury is saying. And I believe that NFL, that uh, fantasy owners are certainly listening. Cardinals defense, I'm interested in how their defense plays. J.D. Watt, you know, J.D. Watt, J.J. Watt, I believe, you know, J.J.'s there. But again, the Cardinals defense, that's going to be kind of a iffy situation as well. But again, the biggest thing with them has been Kyler Murray. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, does, does he have good stuff? Does he have bad stuff? He has. He's got a new contract. A lot more pressure put on Kyler Murray. Can he step up? He's improved every single year since he's been in his league, which is a great thing. Because if you were, if you were aggressive and you were giving him that big contract, then a lot of people would say Cardinals have lost their minds. Last but not least, let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I get it. This is the Trey Lance. The Trey Lance we got Trey Lance era now. Jimmy G and Garoppolo is still with the 49ers as of right now. Uh, you always hear buzz, buzz that he's going to be traded here, there, and everywhere. As right now, Garoppolo is still, again, still there. Now, the running game is still going to be a focal point. They're going to still run the ball. But with Trey Lance, you get to do that, those RPOs. Now, Debo got his contract. Uh, actually, here lately, I've heard a word that 
Brandon Ayuk may be the best receiver in camp right now. And again, if that is the case, and that is the word, again, for fantasy football owners, yeah, uh, keep your eye on Brandon Ayuk. He had a bad, he got off to a bad start last year, came to camp out of shape, and it seems like right now maybe Brandon had written ship. But I do like it. We got if Brandon is healthy for full 17 games and his head's on right and he's playing that well to go with Debo and of course one of the better tight ends in the league in George Kittle. He'll be interesting. They could take a lot of pressure off in one trade. Yeah, trade Lance. But I'm interested to see what Trey can do. He's got the running game running game to rely on. Elijah Mitchell right now is the number one running back. Jeff Jeff Wilson is certainly number two. Trey Sermon. Former Ohio State running back is, is a lot. I've heard reports he's coming to camp, looking looks looks to be in good shape and focused. They drafted a young man from LSU, which I wouldn't be surprised if he gets some playing time. So there is some depth at the running at the running back position. Defensively, it's interesting. San Francisco has a pretty decent defense. A lot of people don't really talk about that much, but it's a pretty decent defense. Bosa, Warner. I mean, you've got some pretty good players on that side of the ball. Now, for the 49ers, a lot of people think it could probably finish second. Maybe they'll finish third in the division. Some people feel the Cardinals could finish second. They might finish third. For right now, I, for right now, if I had to predict right now, again, you got to wait. But for right now, I'm going to say they might finish second behind the Rams. Now, would it shock me if the 49ers got past the Rams? I don't know if it'd be shocking to me, but the biggest thing with, with, with the 49ers is going to be how can Will Trey a step up? Of course, you hear different reports every single day about Lance. Some people say he looks good in camp. Some people says he's not looking good in camp. You get you know different opinions. Different you know, different opinions. Um, you know, with a celebration in the past, that I think Joe Montana, and Steve Young. I think at one point in time they had their doubts about the young man. I think Jerry Rice kind of likes the young man. It's like you hear so many different reports. You don't know which is true, which is not true. Um, again, that's the media for you. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. The biggest thing for 49ers all comes down to one Trey Lance. And if, yeah, if he is, yeah, if he is legit, you spent you spent a lot of draft picks on this young man, you better hope that he is the next Joe Montana or the next Steve Young. You better hope that. Because if he is not, then you've taken putting your franchise in a pretty, yeah, you're putting your franchise, yeah, in a bad spot. And like I said, a, a certain team in their own division, We'll see how Seahawks go and find out how hard it is to replace Russell Wilson. Now, not saying Jimmy Garoppolo lit the world on fire, but Jimmy Garoppolo did have a winning record. Jimmy Garoppolo did, did, did get you to a Super Bowl. So at least Jimmy has that, Jimmy has that on his resume. And we'll see. A lot, a lot of pressure is going to be on Trey Lance. A lot of the uh, 49er faithful are going to expect him to come out and light the world on fire. Now, certainly I'm sure Lance will... I'm sure Lance will probably run the football more. He's, he's got the mobility, and I'm sure that uh, Shanahan's going to put this guy already got that in his playbook. But I'm interested to see how this how this all all pans out. Other than the, other than the Trey Lance news, has been quiet on the San Francisco front. But I'm sure as time goes on, as camp goes on, I'm interested to see how everything folds. That is pretty much the news from the uh, from the NFC NFC camp. Um, probably in my next episode, we'll we'll discuss things going around the AFC. The AFC. Uh, there have been some there is some certainly some AFC news that we've got to jump into. I know we talk about the New England Patriots, the uh, certainly in their offensive 
situation, and there have been you know some other injuries to report. The Jets have got some bad news from their injury front as well, but we will discuss that in our next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, that is all I have time for this episode. Thank you for joining me. Please take care of yourselves, and please come on back. I'll see you again very, very soon.